And now, a special edition of the Toddcast Podcast. Have you ever had a brush with death where you could have, you should have died? You might be surprised most everyone you know has, or certainly a good percentage. Personally, I've had a few. I had a really close call with a black bear in grade six up in Terrace. Things chasing me and my mom was literally seconds from being smashed by a train, dicking around, crossing a bridge, and, and suddenly it's on top of me. I had a really dicey flight between Vancouver and Calgary. The turbulence got so bad that some of the passengers were making the sign of the cross and people are crying, flying out of their seats as we're dropping hundreds of feet at a time. Very scary stuff. And that is what this week is all about. You'll hear from 12 guests in this Near Death Stories podcast. It's a good week. If you like what you're about to hear, please tell your friends and share. Word of mouth is a big way we get more people following, more people listening, and we see it daily online with retweets and shares on Facebook and comments. All of that stuff helps out, so thank you so much. We'll get to some near-death stories from a few musical guests in just a second. Coming up in about maybe 10 minutes, in listen to this, Sam Roberts talking about embracing the unknown, which I couldn't agree with more. you got to get outside of your comfort zone. It's good for you. That is powered by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, RV Service and Repair, ICBC accredited. You can find them online at tedcorvsuppliesinc.com. First, let's get to a few of our musical guests, all of whom are brought to you by Pineapple Sound, a recording and mixing studio in Langley since 2013. They welcome podcasts as well, voiceover actors and a lot more. Check them out through pineapplesound.com. Now, Corey Hart was inducted into the Canadian Music Hall of Fame in 2019. 16 million albums sold worldwide, 9 U.S. Billboard Top 40 hits, 30 Top 40 hits in Canada, was nominated for the Best New Artist Grammy Award in 1984, is a multiple Juno Award winner. Wow, man, you're really killing me on this. Speaking of near death, oh, man, uh, have I ever had a near death experience? Yeah, I almost did in Spain, mm. um, coming out of a little greasy spoon where they sold fried chicken, and it was a very, very narrow street, and at the last second, a lady tapped me on the shoulder and, 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 and pulled me back because I was walking out onto the street with all the chickens because my kids were waiting in the car uh, on the other side of the street, and I wanted to rush to them to bring the chickens. And a car just whizzed right by. Had she not tapped me on the shoulder, I would have gone straight into that car. Wow. Yeah, that'll so, do yeah. That'll do yeah, I lost, I lost my appetite for the chicken, but <laughs> there you go. You could argue that the Smashing Pumpkins is one of the most influential rock bands of the 90s. They're from Chicago. They formed in 1988, almost 35 years ago. Albums debuting number one on Billboard, 25 million albums sold worldwide, and their drummer, Jimmy Chamberlain, shared a near-death story. Oh, jeez, I don't know. I mean, probably, yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, back in the 90s, I'm sure we all had many of them. Um, You know, know, back in my kind of less healthy days, you know, there was a lot of that kind of stuff going around, but we're not lately. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much, you know, straight, straight arrow yoga, yeah. <laughs> you know, gluten and dairy, you know, red meat, you know, that type of thing. So I don't drink. So I, you know, near death experience for me is like, geez, I don't know. I don't, I, I, hopefully not. 
You'll know Melissa Etheridge from a bunch of hit songs. And like the Pumpkins, she's been around since 1988. Couple Grammy Award wins, millions of albums sold, got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 2011. Uh, I've uh, had so much cannabis that I thought I was having a near-death experience, <laughs> but it wasn't really a near-death experience. It was so just I really, had, really good weed. Really, you know, it's that, oh, I've eaten too many edibles. Right. Everyone's like, oh my God, I'm dying sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> I've been there before. And when you're talking 80s rock bands and influential rock albums, you'd better include Tesla's Mechanical Resonance, The Great Radio Controversy, Psychotic Supper, all three fantastic. And when their drummer, Troy Lucchetta, was a guest, he shared a near-death story. Yeah, I probably have. And, you know, back in the day, uh, I mean, I look back at a lot of situations that I survived. Right. Um, that, that could have been you know, uh, ended differently. Uh, I had a friend. The first thing that comes to mind when I really think about it would be the closest near-death experience. And I don't know if I would have lived and survived it or not. But there was this guy, uh, I was very young, probably 13, 14 years old, and he used to hang around the family, and, and he was a biker. And we were coming back from somewhere and he used to always get drunk and he was man i mean i'd be in the freaking car with this in his truck i should say mm-hmm. and uh, there was a couple of occasions where uh, one time i had to drive the truck home and i was so young i don't even know how i did it um <clears throat> but we were coming and there was a cliff and i don't know man he hit his brakes and turned the wheel and we stopped right before the cliff, and I mean, that could have been it right then and there, you know? Yeah, depending on the cliff, so, that's a game over. Yeah, yeah, when I look back right now, um, I had been with hitchhiking one time, I got picked up by, by a guy, the fact that I got out of that car was a miracle. Really? I, I don't even want to share the story, It was I was very, very young, and when I think back about it, you know, it's the stuff we read about every day, you know what I mean? Um, uh, I, I, I made it out of that situation. I've had near drug experiences, things that have happened over the years, back in the day. Mm-hmm. So There's been a few. Yeah, I'm very, very cool. And, uh, you know, I'm very um, God-centered, you know, and uh, very blessed. And, you know, I have a long list of gratitudes and... So I try to live well today and uh, share with others anything that I can that might help pick somebody up to move them forward. Musical guests of the Toddcast podcast are powered by Pineapple Sound, providing recording and mixing services for a wide range of artists and genres since 2013. Check them out at pineapplesound.com. So I, 
I let that habit die. I let that habit die. So what could I owe? Look what came my way for your paradise. Would never have me stay. to this on the Toddcast podcast. When Sam Roberts released his debut EP, The Inhuman Condition in 2002, he cannonballed onto Canada's rock radio stations. If you were programming a station that would potentially play Sam's music, you had better be on the train or look foolish with the late ad. He's what you call a no-brainer ad because it's just so obvious. They've won 6 Juno Awards, Artist of the Year twice. In 2004, then again in 2009, Album of the Year in 2004. That was a big year, 2004. The tragically hip beat them out, Sam and the band, for Rock Album of the Year, the Juno in 2017. They're seven albums in, three as Sam Roberts, four as now Sam Roberts' band. Truly one of the best, an amazing frontman, exceptional player and singer. He's great with the fans, one of the nicest musicians you'll ever meet. And when Sam was a guest of the podcast, we talked about ACDC firing their drummer, their singer's hearing loss, the shows that he was binge-watching at the time. Trump came up, so did legalized marijuana, family, politics in Canada. And Sam talked about being in a band and embracing the unknown. Listen to this. I think as a band, you have to sort of embrace that 
that opportunity to uh, go out and explore things that you've you've you haven't seen before, done before, mm-hmm. and that was the driving force behind that show in a, in a sense. And 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 a lot of what we do again south of the border is to just go off and try to instigate something, try to develop some kind of relationship with with a fan base down there. And and yeah, in, in order to do that, you kind of have to strip away anything that you might consider as being, you know, what you're, something you deserve or something that's your right as a band. You know, we, sh- we deserve to play in, in theaters or arenas or, you know, big, ve- shiny venues. Uh, you, you have to forget all that. It's an incredibly unhealthy way of looking at it. You have to always feel that you are hungry and have something to prove. Listen to this on the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, an ICBC-approved repair shop. Find them online at tedcorvsuppliesinc.com.
That band is Dead Quiet and a song off their latest album called Truth and Ruin. That's the song that starts the album. It's called Atoned Deaf, and it might be my favorite local album from last year. Killer live band as well. Once the COVID vaccinations are dealt with and things start coming around again, if you hear of them playing anywhere near you, make the effort to be there. Played you a band called Civiliana. Their song was Void, a big sound, a unique sound in Vancouver's musical landscape. Really digging that a lot. All right, Todd's Trolls is coming up in just a bit. You know, the stupid, the mean, the hurtful, but really it's the funny things that people say to what you post, what you see online. This week, Evanescence, French Exit, and the 2021 Parkour World Championships are targeted. Powered by our buddies at The Garage, Games and Geekery in Maple Ridge. It's your place to play. Warhammer, D&D, Slay Trolls, and a lot more. Find them online at garagegames.ca. First, some more near-death stories, and this time from a handful of our sporting guests, all of whom are brought to you by Joyce Heating Services, family-owned and operated. Heating the lower mainland since 1960. 60, hit him up for AC in the summer as well. Of course, you'll know Ariane Celeste from being a ring card girl for the UFC. You've also seen her in so many magazines, namely Maxim, FHM, Sports Illustrated, Playboy. Well, actually, yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, um, when I was a kid, I was doing like a, I was playing with my cousins and my cousins are, they're brothers and they're very competitive and I was the judge to their contest and they were doing like who could stay underwater the longest and <laughs> my favorite cousin of course I said one and then my other cousin um and I didn't know how to swim at the time I was probably in kindergarten I I he tried to drown me so I just remember like wow trying to swim and, and trying to catch my breath um and I remember it so clearly and then my favorite cousin <laughs> saved me so <laughs> wow. yeah that has happened <laughs> wow so I always make fun of my other cousin, and I'm like, yeah, you remember that time that yeah, you no all still seen that? <laughs> what does the name Hillbilly Jim conjure up for you? He was a WWE superstar between 1984 and 1991, wrestling alongside Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Hillbilly was part of WrestleMania II. His final match was August 31st, 1990 against Black Bart. Listen to Hillbilly Jim's near-death story. Uh, yes, I have. I, I was in a car wreck one time when I was a young kid. That was pretty pretty bad. My mother, my brother, myself, and it was pretty messed up. Mm-hmm. And I could have I could have bought the farm at that time. Uh, I think the only other thing that comes to my mind, and this is true, I was already a big guy, but I was at a buddy of mine's house one day, and I. This is the stupidest thing because I, first off, I am not a gun freak, okay? Now, we got this gun thing. I ain't into guns. I have some guns, but I don't do that. I don't hunt nowhere. I go to the grocery store to get my food. I don't have to hunt for meat, so I'm not a gunhead. But I was in his house one day, and he had a, this was years ago. And I never will forget this guy's name, and I'm going to say it, but it's not going to mean nothing to you. His name was J.D. Pierce. And he was over in a little county called, called, called Emerson County. And I was in J.D.'s house, and he had a shotgun sitting in the corner, and I picked it up and looked at it and just looked up, and somehow or another, I didn't realize the damn guy had the shotgun loaded. Wow. I didn't either. I had it up in the air, and I accidentally must have touched that trigger. That thing shot off through the ceiling. 
And I'm thinking, man, I could have bought the farm right there then, or I could have wow. killed somebody. Because he, I mean, I understand he had the gun there, and he was like, but the thing was already loaded and ready to go immediately. It wasn't like he had to cock it, or he had to pull nothing back, or he had to take off the safety. So those are two things. That, wow. Know, wow, Jim. Farm buying moments by the hillbilly. You'll probably remember Ross Rebliati's gold medal win at the 1998 Nagano Olympics, if anything, because of the way everything played out. He was the first Olympian to win a gold medal for men's snowboarding, but after winning, they found THC in a blood test and he was disqualified, even though marijuana was not on the list of banned substances. The ruling, of course, was overturned. The day after he got his medal back, Ross was a guest of The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Yeah, I had a good one in Alaska heli-skiing one time when I uh, I was on a really crazy steep slope, like 50 degrees, and um, it was one of those slopes where you, if you fall, it's just like jumping off a building, like you're not stopping. And uh, I was able to, I did. A, ended up doing a, a forward roll, sort of, because it was so steep, and then I dug my board in sideways and um, was able to stop, but... Alaska was probably that was that moment, and then that's probably the the one I did see a shark a couple of times surfing in Costa Rica, but it wasn't like trying to get me, so I didn't really feel like I, w- I might have died. And Rally UHC Cycling pro racer Sarah Bergen is from Vancouver. She rode in the women's road race in the 2016 UCI Road World Championships. A couple top 15 finishes. She finished second at the 2016 Delta Road Race. She took on La Course a few years back, which is basically the guy's tour de France. She actually shared a couple near-death stories. Here's one of them. One of my all-time favorite trips, so when I'm not, like, doing the bike thing, I like to kind of tromp around in the outdoors, but, so, so me and, me and one of my good friends, we were doing this kayak trip out North Vancouver Island, and, like, the whole purpose was we went in, like, you know, October, shoulder season, was to go kayak, and there's, like, tons of orcas up there, and we're pretty much on a mission to find orcas, and it's, like, a multi-day kayak excursion up there. And it's sick. Like, we've done a couple of these before. And it's amazing. Like, first of all, it's, like, literally the most beautiful place in the world. Like, water is, like, super crazy cold, but super clear. So you can see down, like, so far. And it's just, like, this, like, West Coast, like, magical land. So we're, we're up there. And, like, there's no cell service. And you're pretty much, you're on your own. Like, you got to take care of yourself. And you don't want to go in the water. Like, you go in the water, like, shit gets gnarly pretty quick. Like, really quick. But uh, <laughs> the fog kind of, like, each morning, like, it's very West Coast. The fog kind of hangs low, and then it clears out to the day when the wind picks up. So we hear, like, it's foggy. It's still, we hear, like, like and it's literally, like, like whales. Like, we can hear them in the fog. And we're like, shit. Like, like get on your boat. Like, we're getting out in the water. This is going to be sick. So we get in our kayaks. We're out in the water. And... There was this rock, which was like a sea lion rock that we'd passed the day before. And I guess at this time of year, they're, they're pretty aggressive. And, like, they're not like seals. They're like freaking sea lions. They're like the grizzly bears of, like, the ocean. Yeah, right. So they, like, they pop up. And they're, like, their heads are, like, literally, like, twice the size of a human head. And they're, like, aggressive. Like, they, like, will, like, kind of rush you. And you're, like, shit. Like, these things are huge. These sea lions. They're, like, the size of your kayak. But... 
and in our excitement to go see the killer whales, we're paddling, and this rock, which is like, I guess, the sea lion rock, because of the tides, it's now underwater, so we don't really have the same bearing on it. So we're getting, like, really, really quite close to this rock. Yeah. And just because of how, like, the currents run, like, around the islands, like, whenever there's a current, like, the best thing you do in a kayak, for all those who aren't, like, <laughs> huge kayakers, like, you, pretty much, you don't want to take the current at, like, a weird angle, because that could kind of, like, you know, like, things can get gnarly. You want to take it, like, perpendicular or ride with it. So I'm coming... I'm kind of like, this current's coming, the whale's over there, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to paddle kind of like at a perpendicular angle through this current and then towards the whales. But the sea lions <laughs> have, like, organized, and I look back, and there's literally, like, a wall of, like, six sea lions, like, coming, like, rushing my boat, like, like shoulder to shoulder, like, tsunami of sea lions. And I was just like, like, you and your heart just drops, and you're just like, well, shit. Like, oh this is God. not ideal. So I remember looking, like, my buddy, he's like, so the sea lions are to my left, my buddy's to my right, and he's looking at me, and I'm just like, this is a situation. You can see it in his face, like, yeah, this is the right situation. So you just kind of like, I'm like, all right, so it's like, you, you know, you can't freak out. You, you can't really do much except, like, paddle in your straight line on your course the way you were going, like, straight through this current. As these sea lions come now and, like, parallel to your boat at, like, the worst, like, angle possible. And I swear, I just, like, like my freaking heart and my life, like, flashes before my eyes. Because I'm like, first of all, you don't want to go in the water. It's cold. And I'm like, second of all, you don't want to go in the water with these freaking gnarly creatures who are, like, trying to, like, create a tsunami to, like, like wreck no. your boat. <laughs> not going in the yeah, water. Yeah, so it's just, like, ah! and, like, maximum speed paddle, like, through the current, into the fog. Sea oh lions, like, you know, I was far enough away that, you know, it was like, it was just like you and bears, like, they rush. It was just like they're a rush, and I got, like, out of the way enough. That was, like, pretty much the end of it. But I just, like, sat there, like, <laughs> oh my God. in the freaking lungs, just like, doo -doo, doo -doo, doo -doo. Oh, totally. And then, of course, the orcas, yeah, the orcas come by, and I'm, like, having this heart attack, and I'm like, holy shit, that's, like, super majestic and crazy. He's like, orcas in the fog, and I'm like, I almost died over there. Like, this is... This is nuts. Yeah. Holy shit. I think that one's closer to death than, than, than the bike. Oh, yeah. It was real. Because I'm like, just the scenarios after, and I was like, I can't even think about it. Like, no. Hey. <laughs> no. Sporting guest visits of the Toddcast podcast are powered by Joyce Heating Services, a family-owned and operated heating business serving the lower mainland since 1960. Online at JoyceHeating.com. Thinking you put out the spark 
by Milano Coffee, bringing you the finest espresso and coffee concepts in the world. Online at milanocoffee.ca. A look at this week's keyboard warriors, Todd's Trolls, on the Toddcast Podcast. The next time you're online, do your best to steer clear of all the chirpy bullshit comments. They're everywhere. It doesn't matter what it is. No one and nothing is safe. Take Evanescence. They've sold 25 million albums worldwide, multiple Grammy Award winners, and yet even they still take heat. Evanescence released their new album this past Friday, March 30th. It's called The Bitter Truth. Let me guess. More sad rock songs? Nah, think I'll pass. Besides Bring Me to Life, name another Evanescence song. I got 20 bucks here that says you can't. Whoa, they're still around? Who knew? Coming to theaters as of this weekend, April 2nd, Michelle Pfeiffer stars as Francis in French Exit, basically a penniless 60-year-old who sells the last of her inheritance to live her final days in Paris. Her son tags along a cat named Small Frank who may or may not embody the spirit of Francis's dead husband. Follow me here. So it's a movie about a wife's husband who comes back as a cat? Wow, the feel-good hit of spring 2021. Each ticket should come with a bullet and a gun. Sounds super uplifting. And the 2021 World Parkour Championships were held this past weekend between March 26 and 28. That was fun to watch. A bunch of dudes climbing around doing flips? Release the hounds! Then maybe I'd watch. New drinking game. Watch this with a buddy, and every time they say, I could probably do that, drink. They should make all the competitors wear skin-tight leotards, each one with a tiger's tail, so it'd be hilarious to watch. 
Todd's Trolls on the Toddcast podcast is powered by The Garage, Games and Geekery, your place to play RPGs, board games, and Warhammer in Maple Ridge. Online at garagegames.ca. And I play inside my head over and over again. Imagine that the ocean would swallow me whole. And I Follow you down to the coast where you told me to go if I ever missed you like home. Basically, that band has had me since note number one. They are Winter Youth, one of my favorites in Vancouver scene. Great song for them called Home. We've been supporting their stuff since they were called Little Crow. If you're hearing going like, why do I recognize her voice? Emily is simply one of the best voices ever. Plagy Dossie and a solid song called See Through Me and was talking to her about playing a podcast show once things have kind of turned around and settled down a little bit. You got to know that that's coming sooner than later. So that's something you can look forward to, assuming, of course, we get things fired up again at the railway, not taking anything for granted these days. Speaking of live music, find pandemic distanced and live stream shows with the indie scene 
at toddhancock.ca. Slowly but surely, the scene is coming alive, getting some shows. If you're playing a show, maybe you're going to one, let us know about it. We'll put it up at the website. Brought to you by Mystic Rhythms Rehearsal Studios. 40 plus years experience in the music industry. Find out more about them through mysticrhythms.ca. Okay, our final guests of this episode 243 Near Death Stories podcast. This week's entertainment guests are brought to you by Tomes. Let them help relieve stress and anxiety, ensure a good night's sleep. The first seven nights are 100% free at tomes.com. That's T-A-U-M-M-H-O-M-S.com. If you're even remotely a fan of comic book movies, the last decade or more was probably right up your alley. Marvel and DC just banging them out. A lot of really good stuff. A lot of great series as well, like Supergirl, filmed here in Vancouver. And actor David Harewood has been a guest. He plays Martian Manhunter. Um, but I was in New York, in the Hamptons, and uh, on the beach, throwing frisbees about, and, and frisbee kind of went past me and went into the water. And it, it literally looked about 10 meters. I thought, that's no problem, but I'll go and get it. So I jumped in, started swimming, and before I knew it, I, I re- quickly realized that I wasn't getting anywhere. And I kind of, I, I kept thinking, I'm not getting any closer to this bloody frisbee. I thought, I'm nearly there. But I realized I'd been swimming, because I, I was tired. And I actually got there, and I finally got to this frisbee, and I turned around, and I looked, and I was about a mile away <laughs> from the fucking beach. Immediate panic. Right. Immediate panic. I started swimming back to the bar. wasn't getting anywhere. And then I just saw this lifeguard just telling me, swim down, swim down. Oh. Um, and I, he was trying to tell me to not swim into the beach, but swim down the beach. Right. And I was exhausted and going under. And I was really thinking, I'm going to go here. I'm actually going to go here. Wow. And I just kept saying, not, not today, just not today. And I was flashing around and flailing around. And by the time I got, I could reach the bottom, I was halfway down the beach from where I was, exhausted, and just got out and just collapsed on the beach. I thought, I just said to myself, not today. David, you wouldn't believe how many, I've had, you know, in the last five years of doing this podcast, I've probably had somewhere in the neighborhood of, I don't know, maybe 400 guests. And and I've asked pretty much every one of them, I mean, 90% of them, this question. You wouldn't believe the amount of people that have almost died from swimming. Yeah, man. Specifically, you know, on the beach, you think it's, it's, it's lovely, but... Yeah. You, hit that, you hit that riptide, man. You, you know it. You're you not getting it. back. You're no. tossed under, you know, so many people have said they've been thrown under the waves, hitting rocks and shit. Like, wow, just wow. insane stuff, man. Like insane, yeah. like massive scars on, like with the singer from uh, Dirty Heads was was uh, on surfing and, uh, you know, he got uh, tossed underneath, but his board came up and slashed him right in the face. He's got this mm-hmm. massive scar now because of it. Like, crazy stuff, man. Yeah, it happens. Crazy. It's very easy. Very, yeah. very easy to happen. You'll know Talia Paris as Playboy's Cyber Girl of the Year 2017. She's been modeling since the age of five after being scouted by an agency. Check out the near-death story that she shared. Um, I would say, yeah, actually just kind of recently, on the 4th of July, me and my um, cousin went to... Ocean City, Maryland, which is super random, but my um, friend's in a band, and so we went to go watch them play in Baltimore, and they had, like, a day off, and so we went to Ocean City, Maryland, 
And we had, like, a couple of drinks, and we went, and we're like, what should we do? And we're like, okay, like, let's go jet skiing. So we go jet skiing, and it was supposed to be him on his own jet ski and then me and my cousin sharing one. And for some reason, they, like, overbooked and had too many people, and so it ended up being me, him, and my cousin all on one jet ski. Mm. And so, of course, I'm, like, I'm getting in the middle. Like, I'm way too scared. And um, so um, the way that it works is, like, they have, like, a really tiny, like, boat that you're supposed to follow. So the boat goes first, and it's kind of like a line, and there's maybe, like, us and then, like, ten other jet skis. Mm -hmm. So you all just follow the boat in, like, a straight line. And so we're, we're driving the, the jet ski, and we're kind of, like, looking, you know, like, we're looking at, like, the scenery. It's super beautiful, like, the greenery. And all of a sudden, we look in front of us, and the little boat that we were following was at a complete stop. <laughs> like, it was just completely stopped. And, like, the, the kid who was driving it was, like, waving his hands in the air, like, trying to tell us to stop. But honestly, like, it, it was just way too late. Like, the person driving the jet ski, he couldn't have done anything. Like, he either could have, like turned it and we like would have like slipped and like the jet ski would have like landed on top of us or something Holy shit. um but luckily like the boat was at kind of like an upwards position so it was almost like a ramp so we literally ran into the boat and we jumped the boat and we landed it <laughs> on the jet ski <laughs> oh that's and awesome it was so scary like i'm not even kidding like we jumped the boat and we landed it and like we like, I was, like, shaking. Like, I swear, I was like, oh, my, like, we literally almost died. Comedian Von DiCarlo wrote a book called Speak Fluent Man, and maybe that's how you know her. Or maybe it's through her web series, Trash Talk with Von DiCarlo. Or maybe it's just through her stand-up. She's great. Effortless, natural, spontaneous. Um, yeah, that's my, I have many. Um, God has been watching over me. And I must have a purpose, and, and I believe we all have a purpose on earth until we're no longer here. Your purpose has been fulfilled, mm -hmm. whatever that may be. Um, <clears throat> so I have been blessed to be in New York City for a long, long time from small town USA, and I could give you probably mm, 10 stories, but I'll give you my 9-11 story. Mm. And I'll tell you, 9-11, I had to get to Jersey and to get the jersey, I was in Midtown. I was staying in Midtown. And um, it's the, I believe, the ACE line, the blue line. To get the jersey, I had to take the ACE line at 50th Street down to the World Trade Center, then transfer at the World Trade Center to the PATH train, get on the PATH train, get to Jersey, um, Newark, Penn Station, get on the bus, take a bus to Hillside, New Jersey, which is where I was going because my daughter at the time, um, my, my daughter's grandmother babysat her overnight. So um, this is the trip I have to make. But this is, you know, early 2000s. I'm super broke. I'm still kind of super broke. I'm working on that. <laughs> As a comic, you, you kind of you know, stay in a certain pocket for a while. But um, I got down to the World Trade Center, and I didn't have enough money to get on the PATH train. And so I got out and went upstairs, and I was looking for a Washington Mutual Bank, which tells you how long ago this is again, even though you know when 9-11 happened. My bank at the time was Washington Mutual, and 
I did not have enough money to just go to any regular ATM and, and incur any fees. That, like, there is unaccessible to get fees because that would be a 99-cent sandwich that I could eat somewhere for the week. I can't afford those fees. So I'm searching for a Washington Mutual. I find one. I take money out, and then I go purchase, um, was it still tokens at the time or a card? I don't remember. Probably tokens. Um, either way, I purchased whatever I needed to get on the path train. And I remember um, before I went in to purchase the path train ticket, it was such a beautiful day. And I sat down right outside at where there were benches. And I was looking up. I was like, oh, my God, it's so nice out. And, again, this will date, date it because no one wears watches anymore. This, this voice in my ear just came over me and said, look at your watch. Look at what time it is. You got to go. You're, you know, her, her grandma's going to kill you. You're going to be late. And I looked down at my watch, and it was like 8.45 a.m. And I went in, and I um, got on the PATH train, went to Jersey, got on the bus, took the bus to Hillside. I got to Hillside, and when I rang the doorbell and they opened the door in a panic attack, because they all knew my route to get there. They were like, oh, my God. And I said, what? What is wrong? What is everybody? And um, mm. they told me what was happening. I'm like, I was just there. Not only was I just there, I was just sitting on the bench. I was looking up at the sky. I didn't see anything. Everything's fine. You guys watch too much TV. And they brought me over to the television. They are like, look. And right when I stood in front of the TV, the first tower came down. Wow. I, I was speechless. I couldn't. Wow. I, I'm getting chills now. Like, I would never forget that feeling in that moment where I was just sitting there and that could have landed on top of me. Mm -hmm. Wow. And and the lives that were, were lost that day um, it will never emotionally recover from that. And every year I see people... Um, posting on 9-11, never forget, never forget, never forget. And I don't do that because I like to remind people, just my experience in my loss of my fiancé when he died um, seven years ago. And I said, I, I like to remind people on 9-11 that we have the convenience of saying never forget once a year on 9-11. But there are people and their families that have to live with that loss every single day. And you'll know actor Zach Ward from his role as Scott Farkas on A Christmas Story, which, of course, is arguably the best Christmas story of all time. You've seen him in a ton of stuff, actually. He played Dave on Titus, the stoner half-brother. You've seen him on NCIS, Lost, Crossing Jordan. He's had roles in Almost Famous, Transformers, was in Resident Evil Apocalypse, Freddy vs. Jason, and a lot more. Listen to Zach's near-death story. Yeah, I had, I've had a bunch of those. I've had a bunch of those. Um, scariest one in a boat sailing from Australia to Japan in a typhoon, and the ship uh, submarined, and then when it came out, it, uh, it, it rolled over on the other side, and I got thrown out of the wheelhouse because I was steering the ship at 3.30 in the morning, and there was this tiny little railing made out of galvanized plumbing. 
about an uh, about an inch thick, and I was going to drink, and it was uh, 16 foot tall swells uh, uh, waves. Sorry, and uh, just to put it in perspective, if there's a one foot tall swell, and you fall over the side, I can't see your head. Wow. Yeah, you know, it's just no way to see you. So 16 feet, like you're you're gone, yeah. and you you're gone, and, the, and drowning is one of the worst ways to die. So I hit the side of this railing, and I'm my I'm going into the drink, and I'm holding on. I break like three ribs, and I fall back inside, and I'm just like crying like a bitch. I'm 19 years old, and wow. I'm just terrified. And like the whole boat submarined. It, they're they're not supposed to do that. <laughs> and then uh, my captain comes up across the gangway, across the deck of the ship, putting himself on a rope, and mm-hmm. comes up in the wheelhouse, takes the wheel, and I go back to the a bench behind the, uh, the the map table, and the second I'm on that bench, I pass out and go to sleep. Like, mm, I'm going to sleep well. Out. But it was that moment. Like, I was literally standing on the wall because when the ship went under submarine, it was all the way over to its uh, port side. So it's left as you're facing forward. Yeah. Holy shit. And it was dude. all the way over. And the mast was, we were all underwater. So I was standing on the wall the whole to stand upright. Entertainment guests of the Toddcast podcast are powered by Tomes, where quality sleep matters. Find out more at tomes.com. That's T A U M M H O M S.com.
That band is called No Liars, and unfortunately, they are no longer around. An awesome song for them called Old Friends Die Young. It was the song that I was introduced to them by. They're the lone non-Vancouver band of this week's podcast from Victoria. And unfortunately, yeah, they posted on their Facebook page back in December 2020. This year has not been kind to many, and it's with heavy hearts that we're stepping away from releasing music as No Liars. We've had ongoing disputes with a former member, and we found ourselves unable to carry on under that name. With that said, we're thrilled to announce our new project, Poor Sport, with everyone. We hit the guys up. They don't have any music to share just yet, but they did assure us that you'll hear music from them soon enough, and that's kind of exciting, I guess, to lose that band, but to gain Poor Sport. Maybe they'll name their debut Phoenix or something like that. Something always rises from the ashes, as cliche as that sounds. And that's going to do it for episode 243, all about near-death stories. I hope you enjoyed this week. They're super fun to put together. These themed and best of podcasts usually get more plays than our regular week-to-week podcast, so that's got to say something. Uh, My name is Todd Hancock. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, again, please tell your friends. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, also on YouTube. We're part of the Dean Blundell Network out of Toronto as well at deanblundell.com. Comment and rate the podcast. It helps out with search engine results and whatnot. A simple search of Toddcast Podcast. A big thanks to Jason at Audionautics for allowing us to use some of his tracks in this week's podcast. You won't believe this guy's page, audionautics.com. That's audio, N-A-U-T-I-X.com. Free audio, so many genres. He's just looking for a shout out if and when you use his work, which is more than fair. So thank you, Jason. Appreciate you letting us use your stuff. Huge thanks to all of our wonderful sponsors as well. You can find links to all sponsor websites at toddhancock.ca. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast, you can for as little as 10 bucks a day. Contact info is at the homepage. Maybe we'll hang out, have a beer, have a coffee, see what's up. And keep in mind, if you find a business to jump on as a sponsor, you will get a commission based on the initial ad buy. Till next week, don't be an asshole. Nobody wants to be around that. Have fun, play hard, and most of all, believe in yourself. The Toddcast Podcast. Keep in touch with Todd through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and bookmark toddhancock.ca. 